You're listening to The Word of Hope, a radio ministry of Hope Lutheran Church in Aurora, Colorado. Our preacher is Pastor Brian Wolfmuller with today's Word of Hope. In the name of Jesus, amen. Dear saints, what is Peter so afraid of? I mean, after all, this is not the first miracle that Peter's seen of Jesus. In fact, in fact, this is not the first contact that Jesus, uh, that Peter's had with Jesus uh, at all. Peter and his brother Andrew, their colleagues James and John, had fished through the night and caught nothing. And Jesus now is back in town, and he comes to the shore that morning to teach the crowd as they're there cleaning and mending their nets. And he begins to teach the people who had, a, had heard Jesus before, and they had this... They had a taste, a desire for the Lord's Word, and they'd gathered around to hear Jesus, and he gets in Peter's boat and is preaching there. And when when the teaching has been finished, Jesus tells Peter to push out a little ways into the net and, and throw that net into the deep. And Peter says, Master, we toiled all night and took nothing. We've been at this all through the night when you're supposed to catch fish, and our nets are empty, but at your word... Peter says, I'll let down the nets. And the nets return enough fish that they have to call James and John out to help them. Uh, And even after the other boat is there, it's sinking. And Peter is afraid. He falls to his knees and says, Depart from me, for I'm a sinful man, O Lord. But why? Remember that Peter had been called months before to be a disciple of Jesus. Andrew, his brother, was a a disciple of John the Baptist and was was with John at the Jordan River. And and he was there when Jesus returned from his 40 days of temptation and John points to him on the bank of the river and says, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sin of the world. And Andrew had followed Jesus and had brought Peter to Jesus as well. And they had both been disciples. They traveled with Jesus from the Jordan up to the Galilee already before. Where Jesus called Philip and Nathaniel to be Disciples. They were with Jesus at Cana. And in fact, it seems like that after this calling of the first few disciples, Jesus went down to Jerusalem for a while and had the time when he first cleansed the temple. But now he's back up in the Galilee region and he's staying at Simon Peter's house. And this is not the first miracle of Jesus that Peter has seen. Peter was there when Jesus turned water into wine. Peter was there when Jesus started working miracles and healing people. In fact, maybe the night before this text in Luke chapter 5 happened, or at least a few days before, Simon Peter's own mother-in-law had been healed when, when Jesus was staying in his house. And it says that all the people from the region, this is Luke chapter 4, all the people from the region who had sickness or who had disease or who had trouble with demons, all of the people came to Jesus and he healed them all. Jesus was healing diseases, healing the sick. He was cast out the demons who were crying out as they were leaving the bodies of the people they were troubling. Who are you to bother us, O Son of God? And all of this was happening in Peter's dining room or somewhere like that. So this is not the first encounter that Peter has with Jesus. Nor is it the first miracle that he's seen. Sure, it is impressive that Jesus can see through the water and finds the school of fish and says to Peter, throw your net there and drag them in and they bring in a bigger catch than they had ever had before. But it seems like as we see the astonishment of Peter that there's something else going on in the text. It leads us to suspect that there's something that we might not 
be hearing. In fact, it leads us to suspect that Peter thinks that something else is going on. In fact, Peter had been waiting for this moment since he first met Jesus uh, by the introduction of his brother Andrew and had been enlisted already then as one of Jesus' disciples. Peter was waiting for this moment when Jesus would call him into the full-time ministry, into permanent discipleship. And this is the moment. This is the day that Peter is now finally to put down the nets, to leave his boat, in fact, to leave everything, and to take up the yoke of being an apostle of Jesus. You see, what frightens Peter is not just this miracle of this catch of fish, but exactly what this miracle means. You, Peter, and Andrew, and James, and John, you will be fishers of men. And here's Peter. Fished all night and caught nothing, Peter. <laughs> Nets full of nothing but sand and pebbles, Peter. Didn't go to college, Peter. And Jesus is calling him to be an apostle. And he's afraid. Afraid of what Jesus is calling him to do. Afraid of this new vocation. Afraid to be a preacher. Jesus, who can see through the waves to the school of fish, can see right through Peter, and he's afraid. Depart from me, he says. For I'm a sinful man, O oh Lord. There are here this morning a few pastors. And this text is especially for you. Jesus knows you're a sinner. And still, he says, do not be afraid. The only vocation which requires sinlessness is the vocation of Savior, and that vocation is already taken. You are not the Savior of the world Jesus is. You do not bring eternal life by your words. He does. Don't be afraid, says Jesus. But this comfort is for all of us, in all of our vocations. Our vocation is our calling in life. It's the place where the Lord has put us. And, and all of us have many different vocations, uh, different vocations. All of us have the vocation of being a child, of having parents, of being a citizen, and of being Christians. Some of you are husbands, others are wives, some are single. Many of us are parents, godparents, grandparents, aunts, uncles, and friends, to, to you young people, the Lord has given you the vocation of being a student. And then when you grow up, you have the vocation of, of work, somehow fitting into the way that the Lord gives daily bread uh, to all people. And you have the vocation of being a member of the Christian church, and most of you of being members of this congregation. Our vocation that the Lord gives us answers this question, who is my neighbor? Who is it specifically that I am to love? That's what the vocation answers. In fact, the doctrine of vocation makes our love very specific. I am not a husband in the abstract. I am the husband of Carrie. I'm not a father in the abstract. I'm the father of, of Hannah and Andrew and Daniel and Isaac. I am not a pastor in the abstract, but I am the pastor of Hope Lutheran Church. Or even better, I am your pastor. 
I'm not a citizen in the abstract, but a citizen of the United States, a citizen of Colorado, a citizen of Aurora. I am not a religious person. I am a Christian, the friend of Jesus. You see, vocation is specific. And because of this, because of the vocations that the Lord has given you, and in fact, precisely because of this, it's in our vocations that we see most clearly that we are sinners. It's right there. Husband standing before your wife. Or wife standing before your husband. Or single person standing there before your life of chastity. That you see most clearly your sin. It's right there as parents when you stand before your children that you feel your own sinfulness, your laziness, your anger, your rebellion, your selfishness. It's right there at work that you know your sin, your greed, your pride. Or it is right here in church that you sense most strongly your failure, your lack of love, your lack of zeal, your lack of faith. Our vocations are gifts from God. And yet for sinners, these vocations serve as a mirror, cleaned, polished, ten times magnification for our own sin. And when we see our own vocation, then we join in the cry, the desperate cry of Peter, depart from me, for I am a sinful man, O Lord. But Jesus, your Jesus, is not so worried about your sin. Lord, I'm not ready to be a parent. Don't be afraid. I'm not ready for this job or for this responsibility. Don't be afraid. Lord, I can't handle this. Whatever it is, don't be afraid. Lord, don't you know that I'm a sinner? I know all about it. Don't be afraid. Because I, says Jesus, am the one who has the vocation of suffering for sin. I'm the one who has the vocation of dying on the cross. I'm the one, says Jesus, whose job it is to save the world, to cover your sin with my blood, to appease the wrath of God, to open the way to heaven, to bring to you forgiveness and life and salvation, and I do my work perfectly. Do not be afraid. Jesus has the vocation of Savior. And this too is very specific. He died for you. For each one of you. His sacrifice on the cross is for you. His love is for you. So don't be afraid. Peter, the text says, with James and John, left everything and followed Jesus. The text doesn't call everyone to be an apostle. In fact, Jesus only called 12 to that vocation. Jesus is very pleased to leave Zebedee and all the others in the, in the sea fishing in their vocation of being a fisherman. Jesus doesn't call everyone to every vocation. Not everyone is called to be a parent or a soldier or a pastor. But wherever it is that the Lord has called you, 
whatever vocation that He has given to you, He is with you. And He has forgiven you and set you free so that you would love and serve your neighbor. So what are you afraid of? It's Jesus who loves you. It's Jesus who died for your sins. And even at this very moment has a place for you in His presence in life eternal. It's Jesus who smiles at you. And He's the one who's given you your vocation. Do not be afraid. Amen. And now may the peace of God, which passes all understanding, guard your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. We hope you were blessed by today's Word of Hope. Hope Lutheran Church is located at 1345 Macon Street in Aurora, Colorado. Their weekly schedule is as follows. Sunday morning worship at 915, adult Bible class and youth Sunday school at 1045 a.m. On Tuesday mornings there is a matin service at 830 a.m. with a Bible class to follow at 930 a.m. You can find out more about Hope Lutheran Church at www.hope-aurora.org. That's www.hope-aurora.org. Until next time, may the Lord bless you and keep you in His grace.